This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. With me today, of course, it's Hans in a midday show. It still looks like it's nighttime in your neck of the woods, Hans. No, I had all the curtains open and it looked like shit. <laughs> so I'd rather just, you know, turn it down a little I bit. Don't, I don't think the curtains being open is why it looks like shit. I think it's because you're using like a 2002 webcam. Yeah. That probably is why it doesn't yeah. look its best. I think it's time to invest. I think it's time... Uh, to upgrade the gear. Didn't you have, you had a DSLR you were using for your webcam for a while. Yeah, but the battery lasts like 20 minutes and uh, we can have 20 minutes of great camera. And then... Well, that that's your problem to begin with is you're using a battery and not yeah. a plug that goes into the wall. I learned that lesson many times early on when I readjusted my setup for movies and we were doing those shows with Monkey Jones with Jerry that would go on for two and a half hours long. And I'd be like, oh fuck, I gotta change the battery three times during the yeah. show, I get a break. You can't do that. You gotta have the right settings and you're gonna have to get one of those um, uh, just wall mounts basically that'll, that'll get you covered. This is a professional setup. This is stuff to be talked about, not during the show, <laughs> uh, especially a show on such a, a monumental iconic film of 2023, Sisu. Yeah. Now, did you know Sisu is a Finnish word for something that cannot be translated into English? It's for when all hope is lost and a man just barrels through anyway and wins. This is very specific for this. You can't translate it because they just made it up for this movie. Well, no, there's there's a movie called Sisu from 2019 as well. It came up in my search engine history when I was looking for this movie, a copy of this movie I didn't have to pay for. And I don't know anything about it. It looks like it's about, uh, it's a film about a pilot somewhere in Europe. That's my mm -hmm. best guess based off the poster art. And this movie, I believe it's got a very acclaimed uh, reception upon its yeah. release. Yeah, it was the director of, uh, I think someone that we, I guess that we had on the show talked about it because um, it's the director of uh, Rare Exports, mm -hmm. that uh, Christmas movie. No, no, no. It, it wasn't a guest on our show. It was, um, God, the director's name is not coming to mind at the moment. When we did the uh, Simeon Jimmy's Treehouse podcast on independent filmmaking, the guy, oh, Skip Schwick, I think might be his mm -hmm. name. He started oh, talking yeah. about this movie. Right. Yeah. Jalmari Hellander is his name. He's from Finland. Yeah, you probably should change that name for a career in Hollywood. I don't. No one's gonna remember that. Jamari. Yeah, Jalmari. Jalmari. J, J L. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Very Finnish. Who's the lead in this movie? Was that Kurt Russell? I think that was Ben Affleck. Um. Uh oh. Lights out. Now it's now it's nighttime here. <laughs> this is cabinet dr caligari lighting uh um, the actor's name is jorma tomila jorma you know what yeah. that makes me think of is idub's last name joma ian joma how's he doing he's i don't think he's doing well didn't you see creator clash 2 lost him millions of dollars and he had to do one of those live streams where he was doing like an ice bucket challenge like it was 2006 oh no he did he actually did it I think mm -hmm. it, I think I read uh, or on one of those YouTube uh, recommended videos. What is it? Two hundred two uh, two hundred fifty thousand in the hole. I think it was. 
Wow. After after they had like a bunch of parties and shit to celebrate the success of it. So, uh, yeah. I good. (laughs) (laughs) Good. You have to. Yeah. uh, I mean, I I don't I don't have strong. I honestly do not have strong feelings on IDubs. People get very angry and upset that he's, you know, a inverse version of his former self. Yeah. But I mean, what do you expect from these guys when it seems like whenever they hit about 30 years old, they go, oh, money's important. I think you I think you start to realize if you don't have like a very impoverished childhood, basically uh, around 30 years old, your parents start to die. Basically, um, you begin to understand the importance of money mm-hmm. and things change as a result of that. And it's not even a conscious effort. Sometimes sometimes it's just like, oh, yeah, I guess I like liberal things because that'll be whatever gets me paid easier, that'll make my life easier. So I guess I like those things. I don't believe the things I believed a year and a half ago. And you make these conveniences in your life because frankly, they're not as important as other things. And I think IDubs is just a case of that. But the weird thing about that is that what made him all the money that he's got now, it's not that, right? It's the complete opposite. So if if money was what he was going for, wouldn't he just discontinue doing the content that has gotten him to this point? <laughs> I, I mean, maybe. No, not necessarily. I think you can tap into an audience and then you can bottom out of the amount of that audience you're going to get. And once that happens, you convert over to a new audience. I think H3H3 did that pretty successfully where that market was ripe. Mm. They used it. And then they moved on to the new left audience. And that's what their bread and butter is. And obviously, they're much more repulsive now to to like a big significant chunk of people. But that's the way of marketing is you're only going to have access to the full capacity of this particular avenue of fans for a period of time before you have to try something different. If you just do the same thing forever, you're you're gonna flop like you're gonna you're gonna die out eventually either spiritually or financially so i don't i mean my particular um where i detest these guys comes from is the dishonesty i guess with it Mm -hmm. less so than the the move to do it you know uh and and like the framing of any sort of moral high ground with that decision to swap roles because it's not just a matter of oh well you know I I used to have more right wing opinions and now I have left wing opinions. And you know what? I still respect people with right wing opinions. It's always like, uh, look at this fucking gross subhuman piece of Mm -hmm. shit. You know, Mm -hmm. it's the extreme of that. Like, oh, I got repelled. But like you were right there not long ago. Anyway, this is, you know, this is this is all tying into the fact that Sisu, I'm calling the lead character (laughs) Sisu, fights Nazis in Sisu. So, you know. Nazi punks fuck off. What do you think of the uh, portrayal of Nazis here? Because I thought it was really interesting um, how, you know, it's the end of the war and uh, they know they're not winning. So you have the fact that they have all the weapons and they're like menacing and the villain, right? Bad guys. But then they're also scared because they know that they're losing the war 
Uh, so every time they interact with this character, well, for, first of all, they're afraid of him because of what they've heard, like tales that they've heard of him. But also there's a, there's a little bit of fear that all of them have just because they've seen the other Nazis soldiers dying right in front of them. In, 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 and it's one of the things that I really liked about this movie is that it's very tongue in cheek at times and really mm -hmm. just funny for no reason. The like, very end is extremely tongue in cheek. Yeah. With the whole plane fight and everything. Like they just kind of gave up, I think, on any serious. I mean, maybe not. I mean, I, I'm probably being a little critical of it because I thought that the green screen of the plane and everything mm. was a little flat. So it yeah. kind of put me in like, oh, I'm watching Looney Tunes now. This just became a Looney Tunes movie. But, um,. I mean, most it's, of the movie is kind of Looney Tunes, though. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, you have uh, you have that moment with the bike mm -hmm. when when he's about to kill one guy, and then there's two Nazis that come on bike on a bike, and then he just looks at them, points the what is it, pickaxe at them, and then instead of shooting him or whatever, they just get out of the bike and run away. That was very cartoon, very like what you're saying, very Looney Tunes, very. And then yeah. there's a there's a couple of other moments like when he threw the when he threw the mine into the soldier's head and then he just hits his forehead and he mm. explodes or when he's his own horse explodes he's like a 360 in the air and i uh, there's a there's a uh uh a balance of like john wick, wick meets like the rod runner and uh and the coyote in this movie i feel like yeah it, the whole time i was just thinking okay this is john wick but they're trying to merge it with like that tire movie, I think it was called Rubber. Rubber, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what it just kept reminding me of. And um, you, you, yeah, I guess anytime you're dealing with a foreign production, the special effects are going to be. Anytime there's visual effects, they, it comes across a little more two dimensional, I think. And that that certainly happened with the head explosion, and then the very end with the plane and the just the background and yeah. it, it seemed very public access almost. Um, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I was a fan of this movie. I think I yeah. think uh, for me, I've seen a hundred of these movies uh, in the past like fifteen years or so. That like like I said before, the the whole tire killer movie. It just mm -hmm. reminded me of that, and it was like a lesser version of the Rover. The Guy sure. Pierce movie, it reminded me of that, especially with like the little dog running around. Um, when they didn't kill the dog, that's kind of where the movie first <laughs> lost me, where he's shooting and he hits a bunch of rocks and he does. And I've, yeah, yeah. listen, I was never a proponent of killing the dog in, in any movie ever until I watched Prey and I realized, oh, this is, this is the new sacred cow, is you're. You know, the audience is going to get upset if you kill the dog. They're children. They're 37-year-old children. They're not going to be able to handle that. Um, they're more quickly to kill kids in movies than they are yeah. animals these days, or pets, rather, specifically these days. Once you do that, I can't take you seriously as a film. Well, it's also funny that they're willing to just uh, set his entire village on fire, right? But killing the dog is a step too far because <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. there are babies you know they're the new babies people aren't having babies so the dog is the new child the new infant you can't do it you can't do that it's too cute people will get mad at you <laughs> but when i was watching angst yeah I mentioned this during the angst show i was like this movie was made in what 84 83 something like that 79 
No, no, no. It's eighties. It's really, it's like Germany in the eighties, Hungary in the eighties, something like 83, that. 83, 83, 83. Yeah. I was like, the, the, the animal is, is not, um, <laughs> protected in this movie. This, this little wiener dog is getting stomped the fuck out in the most yeah. gruesome fashion. Let me mentally prepare myself for that. And it was a real treat when the dog not only lives, but becomes his companion for the short yeah. amount of time before he goes back to prison and alienates the whole family. It's dead and just goes with him. Uh, I, I was like, all right, that was great. And pray I didn't like that. Mm. I didn't like that one bit. Oh, the dog also saves the day and bites the arm of the predator. And just, Oh, no. Is that, I didn't make it that far. I made it like 30 minutes. And <laughs> well, don't say know. that because we did a whole... <laughs> didn't we do a whole... We didn't yeah. do it, right, did we? I said that. I said that on the episode. I said I got to... I don't know when the customs started looking very spirit Halloweeny and their teeth were very clean. And I was like, what the? why the fuck am I watching this shit? Mm. <laughs> and I just stopped watching it. Yeah. I mean, uh, with the Nazis and their portrayal, you know what it kind of reminded me of? It was it felt a little reminiscent of the Keep, and um, mm. a little a little Das Boot, even though I don't think that was a Nazi film. I, it's been like sixteen, seventeen years since I watched Das Boot. I think it was just Jurgen Prock now being in it. It's just German actors. Yeah, just German actors. But you know, they all have a tinge of that. Mm -hmm. They all have that in their ancestry. German submarine. Yeah, I said during World War Two, so it is. Oh, all right. Well, fine. Yeah. Maybe not SS, but they were Germans, nonetheless. <laughs> I feel like that's one of those movies that I I'm supposed to watch, and I I watched it uh, when I was in school for it that I had to, but it's one of those three hour nineteen eighties movies that I'm like, I know I'm supposed to, you know, L Lawrence of, of Arabia, uh, Ben Hur. You know that type of way where you're like you're supposed to know and enjoy this movie, but I I, I haven't seen that boot in like 20 years, and I couldn't tell you anything other than oh they're in a submarine and that's well. It. <laughs> there's a few different versions of Das Boot. You have the theatrical release of it hmm. uh, that Wolfgang Peterson had put out, and that was like a reasonable two hour time span. And then they they had all this footage that wound up getting cut and they were like all right we're going to do a tv movie edition and that is what i think people are most familiar with that comes out to almost 4 hours i think but is it the same so it's the same thing just it's the same movie but you get a lot of character backstory that you did not get in the mm -hmm. theatrical cut of the film and then naturally the perfect storm comes out around 2001 and Warner brothers or whatever company owns Das boot is like, aha. All right. We're going to cash in on this. Let's release the ultimate director's cut. And mm. it, of course it's like five hours long or what have you. And then they wound up doing a, like a prequel requel mini series on sky. English television. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Original production from sky 2018 starring um a bunch of german actors <laughs> someone that i thought kind of looked like lizzie kaplan but i don't think it's her uh that would be a weird lead for the das boot sequel lizzie kaplan but let me show okay so let me show it on, on unless imdb is showing me something that... i mean she has like a very gothic german expressionist kind of look to her it could be ah like i see, see her face mean. right see it yeah. kind of looks like her yeah, it does. All right. But yeah, I don't. That's a little more reasonable than I was expecting. 
Do you recognize any of these Fuck actors? No. Floor? <laughs> Do I recognize Floor? No, I don't. Uh, yeah, Flower. these are. Yeah, no. The, these are not faces or names I recognize. Is that Ray Stevenson? <laughs> it looks like it. Yeah, it is. But that's okay. not the Sailor Sound. Did someone just put another TV show's photo on the DOS boot IMDb page? No, it seems like he's in it. That's one of the episodes from that series. Uh, uh, R.I.P. This weird English productions look like, um, or at least their marketing materials kind of look like Apple TV shows where it just looks fake. which just looks like, oh, that's not a real show that I need to download and watch. And then he gets a bunch of awards. <laughs> He's yeah. just like, oh, oh, cool. I'm still not going to watch it. Uh, do you have Apple TV? Yeah, I have Apple TV. I don't ever watch it. I got it for, um, what was that Adam Scott show? Severance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I got it just for that. And I have not canceled it. I'm still have we subscribed talked about, to it. Have we talked about Severance? Mm-mm. Okay. What do you think? Because I watched it. And... Um... Yes. Kind of whatever. Yeah. Yes. Every <laughs> you know, it, my, it was it was my right. girl. My girl was so pissed at the end because she was like, "Are they fucking? Are they really just gonna give us a, a cliffhanger and then just good luck?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. that's what they that's what that's, they do. That's, yeah. that's what TV shows always She's do." Very yeah, very invested in this one season. She's like, "I'm not fucking watching season two. Fuck them for doing that." And it's like that's how they get you to continue watching this thing. Yeah, uh, I think it has some very cool ideas, but I think uh, by like episode five, I was kind of like, "Okay, like I." Well, what the cliffhanger was? What the cliffhanger was? Oh, you thought Adam Scott liked black chicks? No. <laughs> He actually likes Asian chicks. Yeah. You find out, sorry for anyone who hasn't seen Severance, his wife got severed and she's in the company and she's mm-hmm. she's alive and he thinks she's dead or something. I don't know. I thought I thought most it's, of it was fine. Yeah, um, it's it's it, a really cool concept, really. Yeah. Very I like creative. Yeah, I like the concept. I like a lot of the visuals of the show. Mm. I think it suffers a bit, not too much, to the point where it like chips away at it, but it does feel like, oh, they made this in 2020 when people were hypersensitive and you had to do check mark. We got to check off these boxes, you know, yeah. but they never like push, I think, any social message or anything like that. They, they do a very good job of avoiding that and incorporating what was required at the at the time of the year into um, that show. It's also weird that uh, I don't think they did this on purpose, but it really lines up with the whole liminal space thing that oh, yeah, um, yeah, became does. popular. Uh, because so this wasn't shot in 2022. This was shot before then. Mm-hmm. Or, or was it? Okay. Because, yeah, it doesn't like if it was shot before. Tw- when did the liminal space thing started last year? The lim- right? Well, the liminal space thing was always lingering around is really I mean, it's been lingering around forever, but. I want to say around like 2016 or 2017 is probably where people started uh, paying attention to it or reporting on it through YouTube and 4chan and, you know, the green text bubbles. That whole venue of things is where people started to become aware of it and it became it's, uh, you know, just just a, a factor. And then around like 2019 or 2020 is where it started to trickle into the casual YouTube viewers feed and then that's around the time that severance dropped right have you ever uh fallen into a, a youtube hole and those this 
weird series like um Marble Hornets. I don't know if you ever saw Marble Hornets. That was about uh, Slenderman, but it was shot in like a point of view thing of this uh this dorks, this high school dorks that were making a movie in the woods, and then each episode was them recording badly, really like uh POV type of thing, and then they start like interacting with with Slenderman, but it's it's episodes. It's like <clears throat> I think it's eight episodes before they even interact with any Slenderman, but it's shot in a very amateurish, like we're in the middle of the woods shooting something and then this happened type of thing. And when it was, when they were putting the episodes out, I was really into that story. And then for whatever reason, I just stopped paying attention. They released it, I think, on DVD and, and it was like a thing for a while on the internet. But I, I can't tell you um, any series or any web series like that that has caught my attention really um the only one that i can remember is uh michael sarah and uh what's this fucking chubby chubby face um he had a, a, a an online web show with uh with this other guy and it was it was about them trying to get auditions on hollywood or whatever in the early or mid 2000s uh, where it wasn't even on YouTube. I think you had to go to like its own website. And I remember watching like eight episodes that they did. And I thought that was, okay, this is cool. This is funny. This is creative. This is different, I guess. Uh, tying it uh, back to, I guess, the the um, Dog Walker episode that we did where, you know, you would have to go to his website to watch his videos, right? Uh, can you think of any series that you've been interested in where you need to go to a specific website or that you follow that is not just a podcast, uh, that is like a narrative show that's not on a, on a streaming website? You know, I feel like back in the early days of oh, dial-up, that would Clark, be... Clark yeah. Duke, Clark your favorite. Duke. Remember, <laughs> Remember Bill Clark Duke. Duke is? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I love Bill Duke. Uh, it was... Bill Duke, Michael Sarah had this web show. It was great. I I think it was called Clark and Michael have issues or something like that. And it was just them Bill too. Duke and Michael Sarah had issues. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. Um, no, I haven't seen any of that. I, I want to say that I was more invested in narrative hmm. around the time of like dial up when it, there was adamfilms.com, which was the short film website or Newgrounds was a big thing at the yeah. time. Um, Were you Newgrounds. a Newgrounds? person i kind of but i could never download any of the like i could never get the videos playing most of the time i would play like flash games and stuff mm -hmm. but my connection was so poor i could not watch a single thing on there so yeah. it wasn't until i got dsl uh in 2007 maybe it was that late in the game um that i started you know, investing my time into watching a lot of these things. And the earliest, I mean, I, I just hopped onto YouTube immediately as soon as I had a proper internet connection where I could watch videos. And it was so so mind-blowing at the time to be yeah. able to do that. And I'm trying to think of like the first narrative anything that I did wind or like series that, that wasn't um, unscripted that I got invested into. And it was probably just, honestly, it was probably just angry video game nerd. Yeah. Angry Video Game Nerd, I discovered uh, maybe around like 2009, 2010. Mm -hmm. um, I watched one of the videos and then I saw he was on Opie and Anthony. And then I just went oh, through. That was so awkward. That interview was so awkward. Well, they <laughs> they acted like they, I thought, I think that they were expecting him to do the Andrew Dice Clay thing of just always yeah. being in character. 
and and he's he just not. like a li- like a liberal like soft boy <laughs> and and i remember anthony just trying to get him to say like the n-word <laughs> and he's just just very no just like a little like dork uh mm-hmm. n- not not the character at all so it was just very uncomfortable um no no he was yeah clearly just very out of his element and not yeah prepared to be on the radio for thousands and thousands of people. Uh, so that was probably it. And I'm, tr- I don't know. I'm just trying to like jog my memory. In were terms were of- you like, uh, and, and I think I meant, I, I think I mentioned this less that's that episode of monkey Jones to uh, screw attack. Were mm-hmm. you like, like you would go to those websites to, because I think they hosted the angry video game, their shows. And then uh, they also had like, um, documentaries about old video games so it would be like oh mega man this is a history of mega man or whatever and then you would have another creator that would create like these documentaries about shit like that and i remember going to screwattack.com to watch that type of content that uh i guess you can get on youtube now no i I, honestly i would dip in and out of watching anything james rolf had put out and by the time i realized that like screw attack was even a thing so I, I immediately checked out like the early stuff and then I was gone for like a good period of time. Whenever I started watching him again and doing uh, these marathon viewings of everything Angry Video Game Nerd, Screw Attack was over. Like that that period was already done. I don't know when that happened. I feel like it was probably around like 2012 or 2013 or so. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had uh, like some bootleg DVDs of his episodes not oh, the proper sure. releases, but I had, uh, I, I don't even remember how I obtained them, but I had like the first 50 episodes or something of the angry video game nerd on three or four different discs. <laughs> and I would, I would watch it through that, but, um, just bootleg on eBay. Some yeah, Chinese. it was, yeah, it was probably something like that, you know? Um, so that was, that was like my first, uh, attempt at trying to take anything online that was either narrative or chronological or episodic seriously and and actually had a a lasting impact but outside of that you know there's really not a whole lot else like i would tune into fan films like i would i would especially when i was like 11 or 12 years old uh and there was a drought of superhero movies which god i would i'm longing for that time yet again of just nothing and i think we might we might be coming up on it we might be getting close um, this Blue Beetle movie, I think, only How made did... a million at the box office. So yeah, let me look that up. Oh, people are saying, "Oh yeah, it's it's set to make twenty five million, thirty million, Which you know, it sounds bad by modern standards. But what was the actual budget for Blue Beetle? That that might not be that bad. Well, it's two hours long. Why are you making a two hour Blue Beetle movie? Who's excited about a two-hour blue beetle movie who's just excited watched, about a blue beetle movie which is what's a sisu movie that's 90 minutes yeah. <laughs> and, uh, where the main character doesn't speak until the last scene of the movie blue beetle yeah box office mojo hasn't even updated how much money it's made um they're saying it's gonna beat barbie which is on its like fourth week or something will beat barbie but not by much that is the article coming out of av club uh, this was supposed to be a streaming film. Back this movie, when, um, it, it feels like that Shazam 2, where it's like, mm-hmm. do you really need to, can you just cancel it like Batwoman and just not release this shit? It looks bad. It, it looks like a CW show. If you watch that, I don't know if you, you saw a trailer where uh, 
George Lopez says that Batman is a fascist. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm, wow. <laughs> mm, mm, God fucking got his ass. And it's just like fucking God. Damn. Hans, you should be at the theater right now seeing this movie. Don't you don't you care about representation? That's yeah. that's the big leading point because they have no confidence in this movie. Yeah. I mean, but honestly, it's getting good reviews because the critics are fucking terrible and brain yeah. dead. And they just appreciate take- anything horror or superheroes with some inherently like the, the the grading curve is a little higher and maybe it shouldn't be um i'm gonna take my abuela and my tio to watch Blue i've Beetle i've heard <laughs> i've heard from james hancock's uh youtube channel that the end scene or the third act i'm spoiling blue beetle for all you blue oh, beetle no. out there uh the blue beetle is captured and you know he's put into a cage or something and you know latin people and their families they're, yeah. they're like this you know, yes. so the family is like, we got to rescue him. And then the abuela okay. is really the abuela badass brings, of the family. Yep. She brings one of these. And she yep. smacks around Susan Sarandon <laughs> Just, with it. That's right. Yeah, she that's right. She took the fucking that cracker bitch. And that's how they win. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what happens. George uh, Lopez, the grandma, they all team up and they save the Blue Beetle because family is forever. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro comes out and he's like, oh. Fucking, I'm hungry and I'm Mexican. He didn't say anything about this movie. Right. Talk yeah, to he, me. This is, what is it? The best movie of the year, they're all saying. I just, I, you know what I listen to? I listen to, I, so I, um, are you familiar with what's happening to Logan Paul's life right now? No. What's are you on? ever? No. Oh. Well, his fiance got outed for dating a bunch of famous men or okay. quotation marks, dating a bunch of famous yeah. men. As in, Getting she dated Joe Jonas. It. Yeah, yep. receiving a bunch of famous <laughs> men. And uh, he, I guess, was not aware of this. Uh-huh. His fighting opponent, whose name is escaping me at the moment, started uh, dropping these photos out on Twitter. And the word is that their engagement might be in trouble now because she oh, has no. pictures with Nick Cannon and Jamie mm. Foxx and what is it LeBron like- James. Do you remember the Clippers owner like 15 years ago? Uh, he was like 90 something year old man that would yeah. have very young girlfriends. He would be like, you can hang out with them. Just don't take pictures with them. He didn't just say hang out. I believe he said, you know, do what you want. You, you can fuck them. Just don't don't go to the games with them. Just don't take photos with them. Don't post them on social media. You can fuck them. It's fine. Yeah, it feels very, very, very like that. What you're saying I guess right so. Now. I mean, no, it actually doesn't feel like that at all. That was a guy. That was a dude who was a senior citizen and realized, oh, I can't get good pussy anymore because I'm famous and I'm wealthy, and uh, started dating a crazy, good-looking, fifty-year-younger chick, who uh, is, of course, all about just leeching onto whoever is powerful or famous at the time. She's not going to actually fucking settle down spiritually yeah. or emotionally with a ninety-year-old man. Why wouldn't a 22-year-old want to settle with a 92-year-old man? I don't know. I don't know. Anna Nicole Smith did, and she wrote that out into his final days. So some women are loyal. Right? Yeah, she was was good for that man who was barely a man just on a chair with you just rubbing her. (laughs) He was happy. He was thrilled. And she got got a documentary that the committee put out of her recently i think i think netflix did it it's it's pretty much just uh 
my my girl watched it and he's like um well my dad was creepy and every man in my life was creepy and then i just married this 94 year old man that really cared about me when i'm 32 and then i i i'm dead that's it that's mm. the, <laughs> the Anna Nicole documentary uh pretty depressing uh but but yeah um yeah where are we going with this oh logan paul um, right so so i guess this this raises the question oh and also i i saw a post today somewhere on the internet that posted ewan mcgregor as like the did you ever watch fargo season three no i was okay to, i think i believe he played i i gave up on it after a couple of episodes because it just didn't have the same energy as the first two seasons yeah and uh i guess he plays an older version of himself where uh like he lost his hair and he looks like shit and he's like you know his his skin is really ravaged by the sun he's got a big nose um and someone posted a picture of him next to his uh love interest in the show and mm -hmm. i guess for a period of time in real life uh mary elizabeth winstead and said something to the effect of like you know this is unrealistic he would never bag this type of chick right and it's just like ah well i i don't i don't know about that um mm -hmm. That's a very closed off way of, of thinking if, if you actually believe that. She's she's cute. She's she's uh, Scott Pilgrim's girl, right? Uh -huh. Ramona. Yeah. yeah, she's she's cute. But she anything special? Nowadays she's probably not because she's what, like thirty five? Yeah. You know? She's she's seventy in Hollywood. She's yep. too old. <laughs> she's she's too old to play the young girl in Hollywood anymore uh yeah so sisu um <laughs> it would be better if ewan mcgregor was sisu i think that would that would be my opinion that would have uh raised this from like a two star to a two and a half star for me what is ewan mcgregor even doing after that uh he's probably having to pay sure. child support or uh gives well he did that alimony. i'm sure he got paid very well for that uh obi-wan kenobi show that was a piece of shit yeah but now he's it. now you he's watched that no you hell no that? i didn't watch are that. you are you a disney plus star wars fan <laughs> i read that good inhale <laughs> afterward that deep <laughs> inhale that sharp inhale no i uh, i would never but anyway the point here is logan paul should he divorce or not even divorce because well, he, he hasn't gotten married yet should he cancel the engagement because you know his his woman had some pictures taken oh and she's also dicaprio's leftovers is, is she like an influencer person she's a she's model like a... she's like a supermodel why don't you pull up a picture of her real quick with all these famous people okay let's see let's let's take a look based oh, off yeah. of the quality of famous person would you end this relationship if you did not if she, this was not disclosed or presumably some of it wasn't disclosed is it nina agdal yeah or... that's her that's her name close enough all this to say i was listening to impulsive just yesterday and the directors <laughs> of talk to me were on there right that's all that's all but i wanted to it, say. it's talk to me that new a24 movie mm-hmm it is and it is getting uh rave reviews it's 97 percent at the box office or not uh, on rotten tomato excuse me it's doing well at the box office as well for its budget okay well that's logan paul that's that's the famous person she should be photographed with 
Uh, you can't just type in her name because you're going to get nothing but bikini photos here. What do you want me to type? I, t- I type in her name and then uh, famous person or something. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is the controversy. You've spelled famous wrong initially. I caught that. I saw it. No, that. I, yeah, I spelled it N I G. Okay. So. So this, this one. This is, yeah. Here's, uh, that's, here's famous <laughs> who's guy. that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, this famous guy, uh, um, this yep. DiCaprio there. That, yep. There he is. Okay. Um, this is not yielding any productive no. results. <laughs> no. Um, okay. So, so I guess, uh, so I guess, uh, yes, he should not marry this woman because how dare she take a picture with DiCaprio? <laughs> okay well that what do you want from me i thought you were going to mention the fact that didn't he f- like have a an argument with his brother on his podcast that he was trying to make him look bad and oh yeah yeah yeah, bad. that happened too see you you're, you're more in the know than you let on i don't want i just watch like video titles i don't actually watch the video I just saw that his brother was in his podcast and uh, he said something to make him look bad and then he looked bad. But that was just the title of the video. I don't actually watch the. That's not even a good title. Uh, What happened was I think Jake Paul won a fight and then Logan Paul was very condescending about how he won the fight afterward. I'm just telling tales out of school. I assume that's what happened. Yeah. You know, this is important stuff. So are you... um... Are you upset that a uh, happy punch uh, was unsuccessful so that you won't be able to fight like Chris Stockman on the next happy punch? Was it, what do you mean it was unsuccessful? Are they going out of business? Well, didn't they make like less than, or weren't they uh, 250000 in the hole for the last one? Or was that not happy? Not happy, no, pun- that's not no, happy, happy punch. punch that's, is uh, Keemstar's company. Yeah. What, what is it? Uh, Creator Clash. Creator yeah. Clash. That's right. Because I mean, if you think about like the the people they had fighting, I don't think you're that far away from, from like Froggy Fresh. Really? I think if we if if the YouTube channel here got thirty thousand subscribers more, then I could mm. be on the card. I would be way down the list on the card compared to. Would you to, do it? Uh, would, would you I, train? I, would you train for fifteen thousand dollars for six months or whatever? Fifteen thousand dollars isn't even a lot of money. No. You know, I mean, it, it is for me if I would because I live here, but for you in New York, 15,000 that's not what is it, just a couple of months? Well, even for right. you, I think 15,000 would be like that. That's money that would be gone by the midpoint of the year, probably. No, uh, no, 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 I make I make like uh 1500 a month at my job, so that that's like a year. Okay, so you could just buy a second house with that money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could buy a webcam for this podcast if I, <laughs> if I was to fight on a. I mean, I guess not Creator Clash Three because that's probably not going to be a thing. No, I don't. I think that's that. You know what? That could potentially happen if he upped the quality of fight. But he would have to. I mean, I think what the big takeaway here is is that he got too big for his britches. Idubs was a little too ambitious. The quality mm. of the fighters were not that good. And ultimately, he couldn't sustain what he was going for with that. I think maybe shrinking the um, the amount of fights, the venue, 
Yeah. Like he could have done it in a much more affordable way, but he was throwing his dick around and he had to pay for it at the end of the day. So uh, will it happen? It, it really depends on his ego, I think. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, how, how much money would it take for you to train for five months? I mean, it wouldn't, something? it wouldn't even be a matter of money. It would just be like, first of all, who's the opponent? How much time is there to train? Right. And the money, yeah, I would, I would need to get paid. Oh but, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but I those mean, two just... things would be the real uh, deciding factors. Who? Yeah. And when? Because if you're putting me up against like, I don't know, John Jones, <laughs> I think I'm good. I think I'm all right. You know, I wouldn't even train. I would just be like, it's not going to make a difference. I would just, I would trip yeah. and fall down five yeah. seconds and be like, ah, just, I hit let's my fucking, head. Yeah, let's do it tomorrow. I'll try to tackle him and then he'll like twist my arm or something. And at the minimum, <laughs> the minimum contact, I'll just tap and whatever. But yeah, um, because looking at the list of the, the fighters that they had for that second, uh, event there's there's a lot of and and this is me not being familiar with i guess internet content creators but i feel like a lot of them were just like who, who the fuck like who's this person who has three thousand followers or whatever you know so i don't think you're that far out if you wanted to become involved in something like this no i don't i don't you're, think so you're, either but you're a you're a couple of kubrick documentaries away from, <laughs> <laughs> from being you know qualifying for this i think the time's over though i think that period i think the whole influencer boxing fighting thing popped up in 2020 and has officially petered out with creator clash 2. i don't think anyone's really interested in it anymore ksi the paul brothers deji those guys will have a serious career in fighting if they want it. They seem to want it. They seem to be good at it. Mm. And it, it's doing very well for their brand. I think Logan Paul has had like a massive evolution in like the past year. And Jake Paul has sharpened his skills as a fighter uh, very impressively. But uh, everyone else, why? What's the point? You want to see Chris Reagan get knocked around a little bit by... Some dude in game grumps, like I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm also not a very online person to even give a shit about like the people that I watch online. It, it, it's such a weird, uh, like thinking about. Okay, so uh, there's this guy that does uh, documentaries about NES games. I want to see him fight. No, <laughs> when that uh, when the Game Grumps guy, uh, who did he fight? Uh, Harley from uh, Epic Meal Time or whatever. Yeah, this Aaron. That's the guy that you want to. I just no. I think I think the real thing about it is like it is just that people are excited to see these culturally once uh, once more relevant figures have something that kind of brings them back to the center and makes use of them again. Like that did wonders for Harley's career. Well, because just signing Epic Mealtime, because Epic Mealtime was like, yeah, it was. But if you were no, but like, and obviously these people are all somebody to their audience. But if you're nobody in like the general space of things, if you have no like peripheral cultural recognition like Harley did, then is it going to do much? It might. It might invigorate your base a little bit, but for the most part, I I think. Uh, you know, it's going to be kind of irrelevant in a year or two. So 
even Froggy Fresh, like, I didn't know anything about Froggy Fresh. Froggy, they tried to make it into like this, oh, everyone was so excited to see Froggy Fresh. Were, no, they. I don't think they were. I don't think people yeah. gave a shit. I don't think, no, Froggy Fresh doesn't have the same weight that Harley does. Even if he's getting trained by Sam Hyde, you know who else got trained by Sam Hyde? It's the quartering. Am I going to be excited <laughs> to see the quartering fucking box? No, I'm not. No. I think the worst thing about Froggy Fresh was that uh, I wasn't aware of his existence before this whole thing happened. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, cool. Let me uh, go search his videos. And then I did. And I was like, oh, cool. He kind of sucks. I don't want to. It's not I, shit that I want. Who cares? Like, it's, oh, ironic rap songs from 15 years ago. I have cool, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Who cares? Um so that's that's probably the biggest issue with this influencing boxer that there's not um there's not a villain anymore that you want to get beaten up like uh like a fussy tube you know there's just like someone like that is just like is very punchable you just want to see them get beaten up i guess that's what yeah. the he's not even a villain he's just got what bipolar disorder he yeah. just goes into manic fits every couple of months and acts irrational and I guess that's how the Paul brothers have been making all this money, right? Like taking advantage of the fact that people hate them and want to see them get beat up and then they don't. So it's like, it's like that. Uh, didn't one of them just fight uh, uh, one of the Diaz brothers and won the fight and everyone's just. Oh, watched. no, no, no. I think uh, Jake Paul lost yeah. against Nate Diaz. No, he won. Did he win? Yeah, he Let's won. Let's look this up real quick. I think. He I feel won. like he lost. I feel like it was his first uh, loss. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but I know that Jake Paul had quite the winning streak going. And uh, yeah, he won. Oh, he did win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, what do I know? Who did he lose against? Has he lost? He's only got one loss to his name. Yeah. I remember it was a big deal when he lost his first match. It's crazy. It, 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 you know, this is just me being old. When you look at these people's Wikipedias and it's like, oh yeah, Jake Paul, born in 1997. Yeah. Logan Paul, born in... Logan Paul's the older brother? Yeah. Wow, I, I wouldn't have guessed. I thought Jake Paul was the older brother for certain. Damn. Jake Paul's not aging as well as Logan Paul. That's a big takeaway there. Maybe he needs to drink more water. Oh, he lost against Tommy Fury. Okay. Right. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, who would you face Cheers. off against for what? What would what would be your? All right. Let's say they're recruiting, and this is really hitting the bottom of the barrel. YouTube <laughs> influencers. And yeah, give me give me the circumstance in which you would participate in a competition. Not even necessarily boxing. It could be this fucking celebrity pickleball thing. It could be something what? along those lines. You give me the competition. Pickle you don't know pickleball? pickleball? It's no. it's like ping pong and tennis. No. Anyway, it's it's very popular in New York right now. Hmm. How sad is New York right now <laughs> that pickleball is a thing? Uh, I, I I don't know. I I don't think it would take that much money to get me to train to fight someone because I know like at least I will get in shape, right? Which I'm not right now. Um, you're trim, but you're not in shape. Exactly. Yeah, I'm still a little 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 soft. Uh. Kenny, I think for our yeah. Where well, where's Kenny? Yeah, it's very convenient to say when Kenny is completely off the grid. Kenny's missing. Kenny's a rover. Kenny has disappeared. Kenny's probably somewhere in Canada right now. I know he was heading up to Maine, and um, Kenny's arm is stuck under a rock right now. 
Yeah, he's Somewhere living 127 <laughs> hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't think I'm afraid. Like I, I would fight some height. No, actually, I no. You. He's like you six would five. Get... What is it like six five? He's yeah, he's not, yeah. he's around your height range, but he's like probably three yeah. of you. Yeah, I'm not used to people my own height wanting to fight me. So I guess anyone that's smaller than me, I would fight. Yeah, when when I met Sam in Providence, I was kind of taken aback by his just general. Like I knew he was tall, yeah. and obviously he like he went he underwent the change from like skinny to big um, around like 2016 to 2018 or whatever. But it was literally like engulfed by another human being size. So well, he's like what like six five, right? Yeah, he's pretty tall. So I've yeah. met him. I've met you 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 that would be very normal for you yeah <laughs> yeah i'm like normal size for the states and yeah it's just slightly yeah i don't know especially I mean, since you're know. skinnier now yeah which is still uh, crazy you can go to on youtube right now and t- take a look at any episode of movies from the year 2021 yeah. and you'll see two big round faces on the screen <laughs> happy round faces um happy like, I, I think we're both yeah. skinnier and you're way skinnier actually yeah. So. yeah 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 i i was looking at the because yesterday i started going through the uh comfort systems episodes for i was i was lonely uh and uh <laughs> and i, I noticed you were comments. tweeting out sketches onto twitter yeah, yeah. i signed on today i was like designing women yeah why <laughs> it just okay. it, it popped on my feed and i laughed and i was like okay cool uh but uh I started watching like the the, the episodes that have watched the, uh, had the most views, and a couple of them is just just two round faces talking on uh, Skype. Uh, it's crazy because I, I you for me anyway I did not pick up on that at all in the moment, but then I was looking back to um, like set photos from when we did reshoots on Mass State Lottery. And I was like, damn, I was beefy as fuck during that <laughs> yeah. time. Like COVID hit me hard and I didn't even realize. And then I was going that compared to Omega Fish Corp. Yeah. And I was like, I look like I have cancer by comparison on Omega Fish Corp. And then you, it's yeah. like night and day. Uh, well, I, I lost like fucking 60 pounds, 70 pounds from when I was there. Was was completely. Yeah. Yeah. So... It, that would be uh imagine if we were to do reshoots again on mass state lottery what would that look like it would look uh insane it would look like a mm. fucking clown house it would look right. like a sideshow uh uh festival you we know got the have my character got the have so it, I just... it'll be great when we do the sequel and we really just you know they waited 30 years for the train spotting <laughs> sequel because they were like nah they still look too similar yeah give it two years Mass State Lottery too. That's more than enough time. Give him a, a di- diabetic diagnosis, two years, and mm-hmm. uh, there it is. You don't need that much longer. Exactly. Just look Ten years older. Yeah. What is the plot for Mass State Lottery too? You've been tasked with this for many months now. Well, if I if I say what I think, it would spoil the ending. Of- well, without spoiling the ending. Um, uh, uh, friends get back together <laughs> and they do things <laughs> that make them feel nice. <laughs> um, that's the, that, yeah, that's, the new, no, yeah. that's the new log line for that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take that to sub G I'm going to take that to Peacock and see if we can get a budget. 
based yeah. off of that. That'll be good. Yeah, sub genius. Um, how about uh, he's he's happy now, and uh, and uh, he they uh, don't kill anymore. <laughs> yeah, they stopped killing. It's over. It's been over. It's a retirement party. It's a high yeah. school reunion. It's like Romy and Michelle's high school reunion, but two guys. Thirty years later, yeah. But Thirty-five my years later, but my character's high school reunion is in Latin America, so you all have to fly down here. And oh no, no, no! You do that. You remember, and this is a Mass State Lottery spoiler. Hans's character at least claims that he went to high school with my character, so right. maybe. There was the exchange program you did a week or something. It was like Shannon Elizabeth and American Pie, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, that's yeah, why you go to the high school reunion. Showed my teeth before weight loss, and it's <laughs> different than now. It's not as erotic. Yeah, we yeah, do yeah, a cutaway yeah. to Kenny's breasts. <laughs> There's just black tits. You have black tits. <laughs> yeah, sequel. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Uh, do the uh, Eastbound and Down thing where whenever they were, I think they did it in one scene where they would cut to uh, the main girl's titties and you just April's someone else's tits. tits. Yeah, just someone else's tits. A stand in. Yeah. yeah, that's that's how they always used to do it back in the day. Mm -hmm. There are so many movies where you probably never thought of that. And then once you learn that they do that, you can't unthink that, unsee that. It's like Lady Gaga is not showing her pussy in this scene. How many times were you younger and you were like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm looking at Glenn Close's vagina. And yeah. this is like, it's not Glenn Close. Surprise, surprise. Person. It was actually <laughs> Kevin Klein's armpit. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, it's just a stripper that they hired for the day. No one knows what her name is. It's Chocolate's Pussy. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> I think that's what Sisu was missing here is uh, eroticism. There's no erot. There's a lot of mud. There's a yeah. lot of dirt. There's bald yeah. men. There's no eroticism. There's females that shoot a bunch of Nazis, but there's nothing erotic or sexual about it. They just, they're just there wearing their old 1940s dresses, and then they just kill a bunch of Nazis, and that's it. Uh, Cici, well, that's not his name, right? Cecil should have done the nurse Joker thing where he dresses up as a woman <laughs> yeah. and then just walk around with the. Yeah, starts killing. You know, he does it for a second to deceive them, not because he has a generous sexual fetish. Yeah, that's what it's missing from this movie to be perfect. Sisu has to be horny. <laughs> Sisu no... gets horny. <laughs> that's the sequel. <laughs> There's no horniness behind Sisu. He just wants. That's not even his name either. <laughs> that's just uh, you know, the name of oh, the name of the movie, but that's not the character's name. Uh. But he is, yeah. It's um, it's kind of a Frankenstein, Frankenstein's yeah. monster situation. Yeah, it's it's one of those uh, <clears throat> uh, fi Finnish heroes that it's not really much of a hero. He just wants to not die, right? What's his? I mean, he goes pretty far to like kill these Nazis. I I, I don't know if I buy that. But that's just because he's. Like he's living in the middle of nowhere, just a very regular whatever life, and then he sees planes going by, and he's like, "Oh, that sucks." You know what it was? You know what it was actually like? It was like a a more boring crank film. Hmm. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, there's a lot of like there's a lot of dull moments in between kills, and then when the kills happen, the it, it, it's very uh, unearned, I guess, how violent it is. Mm -hmm. Um. 
but as a, uh, I read that uh, um, First Blood was like an uh, inspiration for the director of this movie, and you can kind of see that in this character, especially when he tries when he starts healing himself, right, by taking pieces of bullet out of his hip. But uh, yeah, it's just there's just not really that much. Oh, I didn't like this movie. I wasn't a fan. Of, I don't think it was a it's bad fun. movie or anything. You know, I don't think that the critical praise is really all that warranted. But the critical praise is no surprise because do you the think critics that, have their their priorities in the wrong place? Do you think the critical praise is similar to what um, what uh, the Unabomber movie got? Remember that Unabomber movie that we did? That's very alternative, very like Dead K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like it's very uh I guess not not very violent, not very graphic, even though this movie it is very graphic, but it's also about a very subdued character that kind of just gets pushed into doing the thing that he does. Uh and then you kind of root for him just because you gotta root for someone. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I um I don't know if I would compare the two movies or, or the presentation of the protagonist in, in either film, because this guy is inherently heroic because of who he's killing. Mm. He's killing Nazis. Nazis are, are like, they're, they're the go-to okay. evil force for movies, you know, <laughs> All as right. opposed let, to the, the Unabomber. Let, let's think about Nazis are not villains. Go. <laughs> Nazis are the good guys. Go. Well, that was the keep, and the keep is a superior. Actually, well, again, let's be fair. Let's differentiate the SS from the German soldiers. Right. Uh, the SS were clearly the villains of the keep, mm -hmm. and um, the Golem was also a villain of the keep. And the SS soldiers and the Jews were. I guess the heroes or especially the Jews, but the Jews still, they, they egged the golem on and yeah. then the German soldiers, they kind of just enabled the, the SS soldiers. So nobody's really innocent there. I don't know. Uh, I, I think this is just kind of, uh, it'll be forgotten. You know, people were talking about it like, wow, this is the big movie of the year yeah. for, for about a week. And uh, I understand maybe earlier in 2023 when there were less movies that were, coming out to be excited about but now what was the point you know i i don't i don't know I, again it's not a bad movie or anything i i think that people have overhyped it yeah. and it's just a standard action film you know i that especially for today it, there's nothing special about this movie in in my opinion i don't think the the performances aren't like bad or anything like that i will tell you one thing the english did not uh win me over mm. i didn't like that it was in english i think I'm yeah. uh, I guess I'm a culprit in that actually I was gonna say it bothers me when they when it's like hey we're in Germany and we're not speaking German or we're in Finland we're not speaking Finnish yeah but there's times where I will give that a pass I, I guess I'm inconsistent on that note in this in in this case I, I I didn't I didn't prefer it because I don't know any of these actors it felt weird seeing the Nazis just speak English regularly just like mm -hmm. a basic accent um and uh, yeah i uh what would be your movie of the year we're what in be my like, movie almost, of the year we're in september right so what have you seen this year that you would say okay so this i is think probably blackberry i think blackberry is the one of the better movies uh to come out this year it doesn't feel like a best movie of the year but yeah. that's probably just because it's not epic in scope you know it'd be very easy to say oh oppenheimer's the movie of the year mm. 
And Oppenheimer is a very good movie. It has great performances in it. Uh, I'd like to talk about it at some point whenever um, yeah, it comes to the Costa Rican theater. In <laughs> yeah. seven, I know you're a snob. You're only going to see it in 70 millimeter. Uh, we're, we're waiting out for that. But, you know, there's a lot to talk about with that movie. And, mm. you know, Benny, people like Benny Safdie give good performances in that film. You know, I, I, I think that would probably be the, the front runner at this time. I think Barbie was great. Barbie was awesome. Yeah, I, I don't know. We're kind of slim pickings, though, for the most yeah. part. I haven't seen as many 2023 films as uh, I did 2024 films this time last year. But is the quality higher? No, I don't. I don't actually don't think so. I, I had a lot of high expectations for for 2023, and they have not been met so far. What has been the most disappointing movie you've seen this year? What has been the most disappointing movie I've seen this year? Let me take a look at my letterbox real quick. It, you know, it might be you suggested originally we watch the Willem Dafoe starring film Inside. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have high hopes for I, you know I I didn't have like big expectations for that movie. I thought it'd be like a cool minimalist film actually, yeah. and uh, it was just kind of mm, it, it wound up boring me much more than I thought. Oh, the biggest disappointment by far actually I do have a clear cut answer for this is Padre Pio. Padre okay. Pio I thought was a total unfocused mess. Uh, Abel Ferrara did great with Tommaso and Siberia back to back. And then he fell off with zeros and ones, it seems like he's back in his he goes, he's very checkered in terms of quality as a director and Padre Pio, you had Abel Ferrara directing Shia LaBeouf about an interesting subject matter and it didn't work. Yeah, it, it, what, what he chose to do with the movie did not work and it didn't look good. It was very dark. It was very, like visually dark, like you couldn't make it. He did this with zeros and ones as well, because I think he was using a cheaper camera or I, and I believe Sean, what, what, what is that cinematographer's name? Sean Price Williams um, did the cinematography on zeros and ones, and it shouldn't have looked like that, uh, but it, it, it looked rough. And Padre Pio, same deal, same problem. Um, so that and would that be was, that was definitely one that you were looking forward to. I, I was looking yeah. forward to it and I haven't seen it because of your feedback uh, because of the two main people involved in it, I guess. But mm -hmm. I think that's just an interesting combination of people to be collaborating. And it mm -hmm. it's a shame that it didn't work. And the reason why it was released and there was no hubbub about it, it kind of did its job of bringing Shia LaBeouf Buff back into the mainstream because he's going to be a megalopolis. And I think he's getting roles again. But, you know, you could have done more with that. Um, Creed 3 looked like Ready to Rumble, the boxing game for PlayStation 2. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, every... So Michael B. Jordan did a pretty good job with the direction of that movie. But anytime you cut to the audience, it looks like a bunch of just CG-generated faces mm -hmm. in the crowd, and it feels like you're playing a video game. Uh, first, oh no, for, sorry, not first reform. Master Gardener was another disappointment for me. I thought that was a pretty weak conclusion of Paul Schrader's trilogy. He started with First Reformed and then got into with the card counter, which I thought was probably just a better version of First Reformed. Mm. Um, mm. Wow. Wow. Well, okay. Mm. Disagree. Mm. I don't know. I don't know about that. I was kind of bored with the card counter. I don't think I was bored with First Reformed, but I, I, I see where you're going from. Uh, uh his movie's not out yet right the dicaprio one no that'll Wait, be no, the that's end of the not year. that's that's 
Wait, is that is that Killers him? Or is of the Flower Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's the Scorsese. last one. That's that's what I'm thinking of. Because the one we watched with uh with a uh, 300 guy, um Gardner. What is it? Master Gardner. Joel Edgerton. Yeah, that that was. That was is he 300 not. guy? I don't yeah, remember him being it. in 300. Is he in 300? Isn't he the guy that has the the thing over his eye because he's lost his eye and he's the one that's narrating? Maybe I, I don't know. I that was it's been a while since I've watched 300, which we will, I guess, watch for episode 300 of movies. Are we? I don't know. You we, picked no, it. we should we should watch the sequel to that. <laughs> I think the sequel's not bad. The sequel's all right. It, but um, you can tell where Zack Snyder put his influence in that movie and where he didn't. I'll say that. Um, Evil Dead Rise. I actually I started liking that, and then I gradually liked it less and less as yeah. I watched it. Uh, the Flash. We already the Flash was a massive success. It gained forty million dollars from its budget. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, good job. It's a win. Yeah. It is a total win. I can't wait for Flash Two, <laughs> Flash Back, and we just repeat the first movie all over again. Hell Circus yeah. Maximus. Did you see this fake movie? It's not a real movie. It's just a series know. of music videos. It's a conceptual visual album. Travis oh, is Scott. No. Nope. They got Reffin on there. They got Harmony Corinne, Gaspar in the way, um, and a bunch of other people. And Travis it's just, Scott. It's just music videos. Yeah, it's music videos. I think tra so. Travis Scott put out a poster, and it was like A twenty four presents, and I guess I don't know how this happens. But A24 has nothing to do with the movie. I bet you they were involved and then they saw it and were like, I think we're good. I think right. we're good, actually. Let's terminate this contract. Uh, and I guess Travis Scott also went off and shot a completely infrared film with Harmony Corinne that I thought was part of this, but is not. Because Harmony Corinne just shot uh, the segments with Rick Rubin and Travis Scott talking, just mumbling to themselves. I don't know. I, I thought it looked good. And you can tell which one, like who directed what, essentially. Like you can tell Reffens is because right. he has his daughters in it. He's the new Kevin oh. Smith. Um, <laughs> but also just like the visual style of that one is superior to anything else. So that is was it like worth is it worth watching? Uh, if you it? like Travis Scott, then yeah. But yeah. from just like a film perspective, no. Yeah, I feel like it's been a very underwhelming year. Cause even that Wes Anderson movie. I fell asleep watching that. Um, what is it? Asteroid City. Uh, and I feel like, I don't know, like big directors. Well, you got Nolan, right? That have put out movies this year. Who is the other? Is there any any other big directors that have put out things that are worth even yeah, yeah, watching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ari Aster's Bo is Afraid. And, yeah. uh, Did you see that? Air. Yeah. Did you see Bo is Afraid? Mm -hmm. What do you think? I thought it was all right. I think we, exactly. we talked about it a little I, bit before. I think it was for what he was trying to do with it. I mean, he did he did his thing. It's good and it's bad and it's yeah a, a movie. It feels like a real movie. So I, I appreciate it on that level. I didn't have the, um, you know, it didn't have Midsommar syndrome where mm -hmm. two weeks later I was like, did I get conned? Was that actually a bad movie? I think it was a bad movie. No, Bo is Afraid, I think, is was funnier than I expected it to be. But it's, you know, you got to take it on its own terms and yeah. it's hard to criticize it one way or the other um based on story decisions and just choices he he decided to do with the second and third act of the film 
I think I put him in the same basket as uh, what is this George's uh, dog tooth guy, whatever his name is. Uh, Yorgos because, Lanthimos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because his movies, like, they're not always great, but they're always weird and interesting to watch. So even if I don't, even if by the end of it, I'm kind of like, oh, I just spent two and a half hours watching something. And I'm kind of like, whatever. They're always doing something that's at least interesting or different so it's worth watching them just because of that um even though i feel like his movies are are better than ari aster's but uh but i really dislike the whole a24 thing where most people now think that just because something is a24 then it's definitely quality they need to watch and it's unmissable and it's like uh, i don't think it's been like that for a couple of years you know they have like their couple of hits a year but they also release a lot of just shit yeah i i know i i don't go by a distributor or studio at this point i guess you know if anything i'm more inclined to give warner brothers movies the benefit of the doubt i i, I don't feel any sort of loyalty to the smaller ones like a24 or utopia or anything like that i think they're very spotty at best mm -hmm. and i appreciate what a24 is doing because i don't think without them we'd be getting nearly as many lower budget or mid-budget independent films and theaters but yeah. that, that's not uh, you know that's not a guarantee of my ticket sale is based on that alone i'm not going to commend you just because you spent 15 million on a movie i think that's a very foolish mm -hmm. uh thing to do and we're coming out of this space of, in America, it seems at least, we're coming out of the space of you have to do the billion dollar box office film. And The Flash might be the, the breaking point for that. And Blue Beetle? Or Blue Beetle. Blue, Be <laughs> Blue No, Blue Beetle is just going to be uh, someone pissing on the grave of the DC franchise. James Gunn, good luck. So Good Blue luck. Blue Beetle is not connected to anything that James Gunn is doing then? It, it, it was the interim period. So you had like the whole Zack Snyder thing. That ends with The Flash, really, even though they got the Aquaman movie and they got Blue Beetle. But then you had um, this Asian producer guy who came in for a period of time and he greenlit Blue Beetle and Batgirl and the Supergirl movie that's not happening and tons of other stuff. It was going to be the Michael Keaton Batman transition I think his name is Kevin Sujihara. I might I might be wrong about that. Um, can we uh, do a double check there? Sure. I don't know. Uh, and then James Gunn got given the keys, and they wiped out eighty five percent of that. So it 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 exists in this weird space of we don't know where it belongs. Will Blue Beetle be back in the DCU? Probably not. <laughs> I don't think so. It's just Sam. Like Shazam is tech, it's still part of Zack Snyder's timeline. Right. So it's just, I guess they have shot them, so they had to put him out. But this feels the same as like Shazam 2, where it's like... it's. I think it's crazy they prioritize Blue Beetle over Batgirl. When you had Michael Keaton, J.K. Simmons, Brendan Fraser, and Batgirl. Mm. Yeah, but you don't have the Latinx. Right. So that's what they were banking on is okay we have an audience who's going to show up to the theater for this one i don't find any japanese people in the imdb of this movie for blue beetle it might yeah he might not be i think he was just um the temporary head of the 
the, like the DC Films Department at the time before they reorganized and came under the leadership of James Gunn. Yeah, I can't find anything. Uh-huh. Yeah, this uh, this is just another this is just another wasted movie. Like, what's the point of even watching it? You know, mm-hmm. even for completion's sake, like. Is the the last wave of these DC movies, is it really good enough for you to have to complete? And uh, I guess I just feel the same way about Marvel. <laughs> I was thinking about this early today, about how uh, when, when I did the episode with Jerry about Street Fighter and how those movies from the 90s where they didn't really know, I guess, how to do a superhero movie or a video game movie and they didn't have to connect it to an extended universe... And how much more charming those are now than having to watch, I don't know, Thor 2. That uh, I feel we were just fooled for for like 20 years by Marvel, especially by Marvel, uh, uh, where where they just, you know, turned every superhero movie that comes out has to be using the formula that they used. But then... Walter Hamada, sorry, that was okay. that was the name of the the person. Not Kevin Sujihara, I think, was the president of Warner Brothers at the time. But no, Walter Hamada is who I was thinking of. Continue, sorry. Yeah, and and I feel like uh, I, I don't know. There's there's a at least personally, it's it's going to be very difficult for me to be in, invested in anything that has to do with superheroes uh, from now on, just because of everything that they've done and how like it's just it's just a cash cash cow right just recognize this thing and that should be enough for you to to enjoy the movie and uh are i don't know if if even audiences are interested in that anymore and i guess this year has shown that you know no one cares about that anymore they're not making as much money as as they did even a year ago yeah, I'm out on anything comic books, and I'm in on basketball. I like watching <laughs> uh, Winning Time. Air was a good movie. Uh, Blue Chips with Nick Nolte and Larry Bird and Shaq. Do you, do you watch the remake of White Man Can't Jump? Fuck no. <laughs> I wouldn't dare. Actually, I might watch it. Might watch it. Yeah, with, I don't. Uh, what's I don't. His name? I mean, but that that trailer was just like. Whew, that was rough going. I kind of gave it the benefit of the doubt at the time, and I felt like a, a fool for doing that when I saw the trailer. It was just like, yeah. okay, Jack Harlow capitulating for being white the whole time. But hey, he can play basketball, but he's, you know, soft little weenie. Yeah. Cool. All right. We have a, a, a hundred thousand movies just like that produced by Hollywood, released by Disney. I don't care to support that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care about it. A dorky Jew being good in athletics somehow. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, he's vegetarian. He likes yoga. White people yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very out. I uh, I feel like honestly, I'm very out on most movies lately, which sucks because you kind of. Wanna... It doesn't suck. We just talked about how movies fucking blow right now. Movies are not good at the moment. That's fine. Go to streaming. Go to SubGenius.tv. Subscribe. Watch Omega Fish Corp. Yeah. Yeah. It's not out yet, but uh, but uh, subscribe to it so when it's out. I'm I'm actually I actually have the latest cut of Mass State Loader playing in the background right now. Whoa! Yeah, it's like share? a personal violation. Don't don't. Should I share eh, if you a... want? Yeah, <laughs> Just... show it on on mute. Maybe go ahead. 
Here we go. It's going to be lemonparty.org. Damn. Wow. Can you yeah. believe that? 31 views. Who the fuck's been watching this? This is a private screener. It should not have 31 views. <laughs> I don't know. Who have you been sharing it with? Because this is the first time I click on it since you sent it. Like Only you, ago. Jerry, and... Well, actually, I did send it to one uh, potential buyer. Well, there you go. There all you the, go. Okay. All the minions that work under them have been watching this. Mm. Okay, so Sisu, Hans kind of likes it. I yeah. mostly don't like it. It's about what? How many stars would you give it? Two and a half, three. Two and a half or three? Yeah, I'd give it about a, a one and a half. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not much of a story. Um, it's very violent and very silly at times, and it's ninety minutes, so that's a plus. Um, but at the end, it's just pretty much a story about a man that lives by himself and he just wants to be left alone and then he discovers gold and then he just wants to get paid for his gold and and then nazis and then he kills nazis and and that's it so um you know this movie is so much better if you imagine sisu as hassan piker is it (laughs) that's what i kept doing i was like damn i wish this was hassan piker it'd be so cool just a turkish Man, I kept with... like bouncing up and down in my seat when Sisu came on camera and he was killing Nazis. Uh huh. Yeah. I was like, "Here's Hassan." It's like he's not punching any of them though. It's weird. He should be punching every night. He should have done his like him. his leg kick, his very slow <laughs> leg kick that he does in that one video. I I'm so happy that I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Never seen that. It wasn't even honestly the leg kick was not even the problem so much as what he was doing with his hands, which was like nothing. He was just like just autistically like doing the, <laughs> yeah. the, the chicken wing thing. Like no control over his his arms as he's yeah. kicking. That sounds like every time my mom has tried to uh, teach me how to dance in my Latin American adult history and every time she tries to do that she gives up within five minutes because i can't move my legs and my arms at the same time so it's either one or the other Mm -hmm. so it's just be like okay well now move your hips this way and and your shoulders have to go with it and i'm like i my brain it's not wired that way (laughs) it's like i can either not move my legs or not move my upper body (laughs) i Mm can't i'm not latin american enough uh for this shit so it's it's very much like that (laughs) Yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah. Well, there's your opponent is Hassan Piker. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that has been movies for this week. Thank you for listening.